Yo, hello everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. This is going to be a mini series that I'm just going to be doing by myself. And I'm going to be talking about the Premier League, Chelsea football, and just everything that's going on with my club. Right now, it's it's crazy. I really have no words to say right now. We're in 10th place in the Premier League. We're not going to qualify for the Champions League. We're not qualifying for Europa League. We're not qualifying for the Conference League. And to give context, since this is my first time talking football on the podcast, I grew up a Chelsea fan. My dad's a big Chelsea fan. Um, Michael Essien, D.D.A. Drogba were like his favorite players. So every time I watch, you know, I support Chelsea Football Club. The season I most recently watched, I haven't watched in a couple of years, to be honest, was under Mauricio Sarri. I want to say 2018, the year Hazard and Courtois left. That was the last season I really watched. Like, if you guys pay attention to football, um, when Kepa didn't want to come off the field, that was the last time I really watched Chelsea football. And then from there, I would, like, watch casually a little Champions League. So the year that Chelsea won the Champions League, I really watched all the games at the time. I knew of them, but I wasn't, like, paying attention and watching a lot. And I want to say 2021, uh, I was watching a lot of La Liga games. I didn't really watch the Premier League. I just watched a La Liga game. Try to watch a lot of football. I watched Serie A, watched La Liga now, watch the Premier League. But I'm saying all that to say, like, I do admire and respect a lot of clubs, like Liverpool, Barcelona, all these other clubs. But me growing up, my family ties, my uncle, um, my first jerseys, my first games watching, everything is Chelsea Football Club. So that's like some content. I have watched a lot of other leagues, so I'm I'm familiar, but everything is Chelsea Football Club. And so now we talk present day, present day Chelsea Football Club. Well, last season, we finished third in the Premier League. Manchester City finished first. Liverpool finished second. We finished third. Tottenham finished fourth. We won. We lost a uh, Carabao Cup final. To Liverpool, lost the FA Cup final to Liverpool and got knocked down the Champions League to Real Madrid. And we were leading the Premier League until December 2021 and then injuries and then we finished third. Fast forward to this season, one of the best games of the season so far was the Chelsea Tottenham game, the 2-2 draw. That should have been our win anyways because that VAR did not call Christian Romero pulling Kukura's hair. But that's not what I'm here for. He's my second favorite Chelsea manager all time. I would say first, and it's not even, the crazy thing is not even a Champions League winner. First is Mourinho, really because, you know, he put us on the map with the Premier League titles. I didn't, obviously, I didn't watch the first two, but I do remember watching 2015 win the Premier League with Hazard, John John Terry retiring, Drogba coming back. So I do have a lot of memories of that team, 2014-2015 uh, Premier League champions. But today, I'm gonna just talk about today's news. Today's news. We signed Mikhail Mudrich from Ukraine for 100 million euros, and he was projected to go to Arsenal. A lot of these Arsenal fans, man. First of all, I gotta say this: I don't hate. I don't really hate Arsenal, um, because if you were thinking about the last 20 years, we've just been better than them. Last 20 years, we've been better than them. Um, I do like certain players on our team like the young players like Saka, Marnelli, like those are good players. So I don't I don't hate their team right now. But 
these Arsenal fans are so annoying, man. It's crazy. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. I'm gonna try not to be biased, but they are at the top of the league, so like, there's some respect you gotta show. But Mujer was supposed to sign for Arsenal, and essentially he was twerking for them. And for no one, anyone who doesn't know what that means, basically like that player, he wanted to sign for the club, like he's posted on social media and things like that. Multiple times that he wants to play for Arsenal, play for Arsenal. And then Chelsea out of nowhere, Todd Bowley out of nowhere wants to go and sign him for 100 million euros. And our whole club is a mess, man. I'm going to read off the injuries that we have right now. There's so many injuries that the injuries itself could be a starting 11. Okay, Wesley Fofana is injured. Raheem Sterling is injured. Christian Pulisic is injured. Zakaria just got injured. Reese James is injured. Ben Chowell is injured. Mendy is injured. Whole team is injured. And we keep spending money. My problem is not spending the money. Is I wanted Enzo Fernandez so badly because we haven't bought a midfielder in 2018. We just signed Jao. We just signed Jao from Atletico Madrid on a loan, six-month loan. And if you watch that game versus Fulham, he was the best player on the pitch. Every touch, creating chances, uh, successful completed dribbles, all that. And then he makes a bad challenge, gets a red card, suspended three games. And he was our best attacker. And we have no option to buy on the Jao Felix deal. Me, personally, the way that Jao Felix played, we have not had an attacker like that since uh, Hazard left. So me, personally, I want to keep Jao Felix on a permanent deal. But the thing is, because we just signed Mudrich, how are we about to sign Jao Felix on another $100 million deal? Obviously, I know all these Arsenal fans and other fans are talking about financial fair play. Let me let me explain this. Before Roman Abramovich left, right, this year, I think um, – May 2022, or last year, May 2022, there was the English government had sanctions on Russia because of the invasion of Ukraine. And Roman Abramovich is Russian, and he has a lot of assets in Russia. So literally, because he's the owner, it froze all his assets. So he could not sign, he could not re-sign uh, Christensen to a deal. He could not sign Rudiger to a deal. They had to leave for free. So because of those sanctions, we did not have a transfer window. And then we have a new investment of the club because he sells the club to Todd Bowley and um, I think Clear Lake Capital. So they have a, a new investment. And because the sanctions just came off, they have money to spend. And they spent a lot in the summer and now in January. So essentially, financial fair play won't come either until June 2023 or January 2024. So all these fans talking about financial fair play, you need to do your research because we have the money to spend. Now, me personally, I don't care about spending the money. Spend the bread if you got the bread. My thing is, we need a right back and we need a midfielder. Reed James is injured and he's injury prone. So you need a capable right back that can um, just take in a couple of games so he doesn't have to um, like play every game. And my my captain, captain leader legend Aspie, he's he's too old, man. He's getting cooked under on. He's getting cooked. He's getting cooked. So we need a replacement in the midfield, man. Jorginho has to go. I like I love Jorginho, man. Make all the penalties. Jorginho has to go. His deal might expire. Kovacic, I don't know. He's not playing like up to par. Some I heard another Chelsea fan say he only wanted to play for Thomas Tuchel and not really Grand Potter. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get on Grand Potter. That's a whole different thing. But Kovacic hasn't played that great. Zakaria has been good so far. He's been like very solid in the CDM role. Carney Chukwuemeka has been good, but he hasn't been playing enough. But I wanted Enzo Fernandez, young creative midfielder that just won a World Cup has been cooking in the Champions League 
if you watch Benfica, and he's been cooking in uh, the Portuguese league for Benfica. So I wanted Enzo Fernandez, and Enzo Fernandez a release cost for 120 million. But instead of getting a midfielder that we need for 120 million, they want to buy Mudrik for 100 million when he's a like a left winger. And I have no issue buying Mudrik, but if you're not addressing the the area of need, which is the midfield, how are you going to get any creativity to make forward passes and to score goals? And my thing, I know they always say Chelsea Chelsea players are uh, Chelsea attackers are flopping like. Lukaku, Kai Havertz, and all them attackers, Pulisic even. And it's true. The attackers have responsibility because they're not creating um, half chances and scoring goals. But my thing is, the midfield is the most important position in the pitch. You look at Manchester United now, after they got Casemiro and got Ericsson, Casemiro has changed the whole team because his ball retention, his tackling, his aggression, and his passes. He's changed the team. He's helped Rashford. Um get all these through balls and great crosses. And now, like, Manchester United is cooking. And I hate Manchester United, man. That's probably one of the only teams I actually hate because of 2008 final. My favorite player of all time is John Terry. And I do remember watching that game with my dad. I didn't really understand too much at the time. I seen John Terry slip on that penalty. He lost that game. Cried, man. I actually cried because John Terry is my favorite player. But the thing about it is there's midfield problems that we have and they're not been okay. See, I even forgot the person because he's been injured. N'Golo Conte. N'Golo Conte is the other midfielder and he's been injured. So the whole midfield needs a refresher because midfield connects attack and defense. So if you have a bad – and you can see Liverpool right now. Liverpool's midfield has been struggling and their whole team has been struggling. I would put Trent in the midfield. But the thing about midfield is it connects the defense and attack. So if you have a good attack and a good defense and you have no midfield – and you lose possession, it's going to put so much more pressure on your defenders and goalkeepers to defend for literally 90 minutes because you have no possession, no ball retention, and no attack. The best defense you could have is attacking the other team so your defense can set up and communicate with each other. And also the attack. If the attack is not getting good chances, good through balls, th good crosses, good distribution for those chances, how can they score? Now, I understand, like, a striker and a winger still have to score regardless. But you look at Man City, right? How much uh, crosses and De Bruyne gave to Holland in the past, Sterling, to Grealish, to all, to Foden, all of these guys. The reason they score so much, even in the past, Leroy Sané, they get so much distribution out of the midfield. Ikai Gundogan, Rodri, all these guys, they are great passers, so they create chances for the attackers. But you look at Chelsea, bro, Jorginho is not, I'm not going to slander him because He's done a lot. He's done a good for Chelsea. He's a vice captain. But he's not strong. He's very weak on the ball. You can dispossess him easily. And he's not creating those chances that we need. Kovacic does. But recently, Kovacic hasn't been playing that good. And he can't be the only one. And Golo Kante, when he's fit and he's healthy, is one of the best ball retention CDMs that we have ever seen. That's why you see Chelsea is really only good when Kante is playing. And I'm going to get to Reese James, too, because he's the best player on the team, in my opinion. When Conte is playing, he's fit. You look at the Champions League final, tackles, interceptions, ball retention, controlling the midfield. That's what we need. And because we don't have that, and because he's so injury prone now, and he's on a decline, the midfield is in shambles. Literally in shambles. Reese James is our best, best distributor of the ball, in my opinion, from the right back position. And one reason why Aubameyang is not is not playing good right now is because he's not getting no distribution from anyone, and now he's benched. And that's just, I, I mean, 
Like Kepa has not been playing good these last couple games. Oh, let me get to my favorite player. My favorite player on the team is Thiago Silva. This man is a Rolls Royce. He's 38 and he's still our best center back. We bought Cucurella. We bought um Kulabali. Got all these guys. And yet Tiago Silva is still our best center back. And he's 38 years old. He's about to turn 40 and he's still our best center back. And I pre I pray to God. Keep Tiago Silva as long as possible. He is so good. Trevor Chalamba has been good too this season. Recently, not a couple a couple games has been good. But Tiago Silva is a Rolls Royce, and he doesn't deserve to lose 4-0 to Man City in the FA Cup. He doesn't deserve this. He deserves Champions League football. He deserves competing for a Premier League. He deserves he is a Chelsea legend like in the making. He's a fan favorite already because he plays hard. He's smart. He's intelligent. He's clutch. I just love that guy so much. And you see how good Thomas Tuchel was with him. That combination together was just spectacular. But you just see our team, bro. We are so trash. And we need to have an honest conversation of Havertz and Mount. Now, first, I'll say this. I, I was very a big Kai Havertz fan. Not just for the Champions League goal, but like buying a young Silky German, as they call him, potential through the roof, can play like the number 10, all that. But before I even go on high average, this is to the Chelsea board at Marina, the previous regime. They bought Lukaku when Tom, um, Thomas Tuchel did not want Lukaku. And then they were upset that he didn't make it work. Spent $97 million on a player who didn't even want to play for Chelsea. They signed Kai Havertz. I think it was either before Tuchel or after Tuchel. But it was a signing that Tuchel or Frank Lampard did. It was Frank Lampard. Frank Lampard did not make that signing. They brought him in. And he has to make an adjustment work. And even Frank Lampard still got top four with that uh, a team full of Tommy Abraham, Fakai Tomori, Mason Mount, all Reese James, all these young, young players breaking to the team for the first time. Even uh, Callum Hudson Adore, too, still got Champions League football. And you look at Grandfather, man. He's not built for this. He's not built for this. I think. Chelsea is a top five managerial position, at least in terms of pressure. I think Real Madrid, Manchester United, Liverpool, Barcelona are all more pressured, more um, cruel with results, I would say. I think Chelsea's in the top five, top ten. But Grandpa is not built for this. He's not built for this. In the last ten games, we've won one game. If that was Roman in the office, he would have been sacked by now. It's literally unexcusable. It's literally unexcusable. When Thomas Tuchel was here, even the short time of the season when we were losing games, it was never this bad. And we were like sixth place. We're in 10th. We're like, it looks like we're about to get relegated. Like, it's so bad. And now we're in the Benson era, bro. You see Arsenal cooking. You see United cooking. Liverpool in the same boat as us. But even then, we're worse than Liverpool. But, I mean, it's not like by much. Um, Tottenham. Man, them guys are trash. I don't care. Antonio Conte about to get fired, but you just see the progression of all these other teams. And now we're the banter club. We're the ones everyone's making fun of. They're saying Chelsea. They're really saying Chelsea. And remind you, this is my first year watching Chelsea football in like four years. So when it was 2020, making uh, Champions League, 2021, winning Champions League, and all of that, all those like good times of Chelsea football recently, top four finishes, I was not like, parading or or like um showboating on that and now that we're struggling i have men menu fans and in my instagram dance making fun of me 
I, these Arsenal fans making fun of me. It's so annoying, and I can't. How can I respond except for saying, "We won the Champions League, and you didn't." People saying, "Click next to see your team in the in the Premier League standings because we're in tenth place, and the list only shows nine places." Like it's embarrassing. It's a disgrace to the football club, man. Chelsea Football Club has not been this bad um, since I want to say 2015, 15, 16 when we finished tenth. I did not watch that season, so thank God I had no reference point. But even when I stopped watching the football in 2018, I thought that was bad. And they won Europa League. I thought that was bad. They won Europa League. So imagine this. It's so it's so bad. It's actually almost funny. Like, but I want a new midfielder. Like I'm praying for a new midfielder, bro. If you look at all of our signings this summer, none. Literally, there's like no one in the midfield except for um Andre Santos. But even then, he's like a 18 year old kid from Brazil. So he's gonna be like in a development plan. But we signed Wesley Fofana, center back. And I'm gonna say I'm not gonna say the prices. The prices don't matter. Mark Cucurella, left back, Raheem Sterling, left wing, Kaladu Kulabali, center back, Badashile, center back, Chukwameka, I'll say he's a attacking midfielder, Abameyang, striker, David Dotra Fofana, I, which I think he has a lot of potential. He's a striker. Andreas Santos, midfielder, 18 years old. Joel Felix on loan. He's a center forward that can play the wings. Slovenia is a goalkeeper, and Zakaria is a center defensive midfielder. So we bought two midfielders, and one is on loan, and one is an 18 year old kid. And Zakaria just got injured. And we have coming to us Modric, who's a left winger, and then Kunku, who is like a Center forward, number 10, can play striker. We were linked to Enzo Fernandez, and we didn't want to pay $120 million to Benfica for Enzo Fernandez because of financial fair play. Benfica wanted $120 million up front. Pay us $120, you get Enzo. Enzo, he agreed to, to come to Chelsea, agreed to personal terms, all that. Chelsea low-balled Benfica for like, and only offered $80 million, and now we get no creative midfielder who just won a World Cup, and he's one of my personal favorite players but then they they see arsenal looking for mudric we didn't even want mudric we did not even want him they see arsenal looking for mudric they say okay we'll give we'll give his club 75 million plus 25 add-ons bring him to chelsea man was twerking for arsenal and you want to sign him for chelsea like this regime this top bully regime they don't even like do you not care about the badge there's people right now that are not playing hard or playing with passion for the club. And me personally, like, I don't even always like to name names. And I like some of these players, but I have to say it, bro. Kai Havertz does not want to – he's not playing for the club. He's playing for himself. He's playing for money. He does not care. I don't know what to say. He's not playing for a Chelsea football club. Hakeem Ziyech, he, I wouldn't say it's all on his fault because a lot of times the managers haven't played him, and he hasn't had consistent run of games. I think it's time to move on. I don't think he wants to be there. And you see how many wingers we're bringing in, and he's still not a feature player. He's a great player, great distributor, great creator, but I don't think he wants to be there. It's time to move on. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, he does not want to play for Chelsea, bro. He has not been featured even on the bench. He's a reserve. He doesn't get no game time anymore. Now, I said, in fairness, if you look at Champions League, AC Milan, right, those games versus AC Milan, he was getting, he was playing with Reese James, getting a lot of good distribution. That's where he's scoring goals. As soon as Reese James got injured, Aubameyang stopped scoring, and he just started playing bad. Koulibaly, 
Signed him in the summer. I thought it was a great pickup to replace Rudiger. I love Rudiger, man. I love his intensity, his aggression. It was sad to see him go. Signed Koulibaly. Koulibaly's been getting cooked. He's being cooked. He's slow. He's fouling, making rash challenges, getting red cards. He's not been good. I wouldn't say get rid of him, but I would bench him for Bradley Shealy or Trevor Chalaba. Ruben Loftus-Cheek has to go. He had good wingback um, like roles. In the in the beginning of the season, but he's not someone that's gonna feature on the team in the midfield. He has to go. I asked for the quest has to go. He's a he's been here for like twelve years. He's been a captain, a, won every trophy, everything you could possibly think of for Chelsea Football Club. Uh, Caesar asked for the quest has won, but it's time for him to go. He's old. He's slow. He can't play that position of right back anymore. As for goalkeepers, I don't know, bruh. When Kepa was in good form, I was happy. But these last two games, Kepa's making mistake after mistake after mistake. His distribution is good, but his saves are terrible. And you look at Mendy. This season, Mendy was awful. No distribution, no shot stopping, nothing. And we just don't have a goalkeeper. We have a 70-pound, 70 $70 million goalkeeper and uh, Kepa. And then we have, I don't know how much Mendy was, but he was like UEFA goalkeeper of the year, the 2021 season, all that. And He's nowhere to be found. And Wesley Fofano needs to get healthy, man. I, I think he has a lot of potential, but we spent 71 mil for him. And he's been injured and only played like two games. I I I respect N'Golo Conte a lot as a legend, winning Premier Leagues, winning Champions League, winning FA Cup. But I, me personally, I think we should let him go. I think the whole midfield has to go, man. Except, except probably Kovacic. And we need to talk about Mason Mount, man. I personally like Mason Mount a lot. I think he's a great player with a lot of potential, high ceiling. He does not deserve to start right now. He's been awful. No distribution, no goals, no assists, like, in the last couple of games. The, the Fulham game, he did create a chance by, you know, making a shot on target. I just think Mason Mount and Kai Havertz should be benched right now. Like, play these young players. Let them get some game time. Let them get some experiences. Mason Mount shouldn't be starting every game. Even if he's playing bad, Kai Havertz should not be starting. I don't care, but Kai Havertz should not be starting. If you want to bring him off like 70th minute, sure, he should not be starting. Connor Gallagher, I like Connor Gallagher, but he hasn't done anything except for like the Crystal Palace game. All he does is just run around, from what I've heard from other fans. All he does is run around and foul, and there's no distribution, there's no ball control. He's just running around. Like you see how vexed I am because it's like. I'm I'm receiving the banter and I just want I just want like how do we spend three hundred million dollars and get worse as a team? Now again I said injury tax and Grand Potter is not him. He's not built for this job. I want him out. I want Thomas Tuchel back. I know that's not realistic. I know there's rumors of a Zidane, maybe, but he doesn't want to coach in England. But I want Thomas Tuchel. I wanted Thomas Tuchel to be our manager for the next five, ten, fifteen years. My favorite manager for Chelsea, Jose Mourinho, he's my favorite all time. He's better than Pep, in my opinion. Thomas Tuchel could have been on that trajectory. You see him getting to Cup Finals. Yes, we lost on penalties, but the fact that he got us to those finals in that short amount of time, he won the Champions League, then he won UEFA Super Cup, then he won the FIFA World, uh, FIFA Club World Cup. He won literally everything in Europe except for like Europa League, Conference League, whatever. And he was just on the trajectory of building. Um, Chelsea Football Club in the Premier League. Still getting top four finishes, but trying to compete against Liverpool and Man City. And 
the biggest thing about it is the personality that Thomas Tuchel had. He was loved and adored by the fans. He showed passion, intensity, hunger, aggression, willing to die for the club. You just see like the intensity that he had. It really represented all the Chelsea fans. And like to see him go on such short notice was just so terrible, man. Like it still hurts to see him go. Like it's just his pain. And it's unrealistic that we can get him back. But I wish he was here, man. I promise if he was here, it wouldn't be this bad. It would not be this bad. And I had some issues with Todd Bowley, man. I had some issues with Todd Bowley. I'm going to say this. If you knew you were going to fire Thomas Tuchel, they fired him in September. If you knew you were going to fire Thomas Tuchel, why would you buy players for him in August knowing that you were going to get rid of him? It literally doesn't make any sense. You bought Aubameyang because he had a connection with Thomas Tuchel. Then you fired Thomas Tuchel. And you expect Aubameyang to be good. He signed because of his coach. You get rid of his coach. What else is he going to do over there? Todd Bowley is just spending money on random players. Like, he's not scouting. He's not looking at potential, like, oh, fit, potential um, positioning. He's just buying players that he sees that are expensive or whatever. I'm like, my God, look, do some research. We need a right back and we need a midfielder. And you're buying left wingers.